0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Find Your Way with your host q Chan. and on today's episode we're going to continue talking about the power of caregivers and us as well in cultivating a positive learning environment. So if you're ready, let's go! So, hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Find Your Way. I am super excited because we have reached the 700 mark. Yay! Like, seriously, I am very excited every time I put... A new episode. The reason why is because I'm getting like more and more comments privately. I wish like uh, you, you you weren't that shy. So it's okay if you put it on Spotify or maybe you're listening from another venue because I do have other venues that you can listen my podcast such as uh, Apple Podcasts and Amazon and my website uh, qchaned.com. So you can look out over there. I don't. I'm not as active on my website because. I am incredibly busy, but I do want to say I am incredibly happy with the amount of people, the amount of comments and messages that I'm getting. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So on today's episode, as mentioned, we're going to be continuing uh, speaking about talking about the power of caregivers. Caregivers in cultivating a positive learning environment. And let's just remember that when we say caregivers, caregivers basically mean, you know, giving care to someone. In this case, we're mainly focusing on children. And we also spoke about uh, different steps, right? We talked about the foundation of, of positive learning. And we also spoke about the benefits of positive communication we also uh, mentioned some examples like classroom engagement uh, family learning activities effective feedback and conflict resolution so one more time if you are interested in feedback i am in the future going to do another episode on this but let's remember that feedback is kind of like a double-edged sword you really really need to think about uh, who you're talking to, how you're talking to them, the tone that you use, and so forth because sometimes, even though a lot of people don't think don't think the same way, but sometimes just sometimes saying good job is more than enough. So let's continue. we have we have two more segments on this topic. Uh, One is shaping strong character for the future. So that's basically what we want in our children and even ourselves is to become stronger. Uh, A little parenthesis, like I remember talking, I met this person in December 2021, I think. I think it was in 2021. I met this person who wanted to learn how to run. And this person uh, sent me a, a message and uh, the person said, hey, I want to try something new. I don't want to wait until the beginning of the year. So, you know, you know like a lot, a lot of us, what we do is we wait until the end of the year to come up with some like New Year resolutions and, you know, beginning January 1st. Okay. You know, full on motivation, and you start doing doing something, but then after the third or fourth try, you're pretty much like done. <laughs> and I, I, I'm pretty sure, like anyone who is listening to this, I think you have experienced this because I have experienced that many times. So for me, it's always been easier to just start doing something rather than waiting for like that special, special or that special moment or that a uh, perfect time because. But well, um, no, that perfect time doesn't exist. That perfect time is right now. So just don't think about it and go do it. Go do it. <laughs> uh, so this person said, okay, I want to start uh running. So I go out w- with this person, and all of a sudden, the person asks me, uh, do you think, wh- or what do you think about me? And what I say is, oh, I can see someone who is very independent. Someone who is strong-willed, someone who is self-motivated, and all. And when I was saying all of these words, this person was a little bit, you know, shocked. And saying, saying, I don't feel that way." And I, I'm always wondering how I can become stronger. So, it it made me realize that a lot of us we don't really see who we are. This other day, uh, another person was praising me a different person was praising me and uh, she said something really nice to me. She said, I want to keep saying all of these nice things to you because it's really sad that um, many people don't realize the, the beautiful things that you do. And also at the same time, it's pretty sad that you don't realize all of the beautiful things that you do for all of us. And that, that, you know, it really touched me, and I, I really appreciate that. So when we talk about shaping strong character for the future, that's what I talk about: is talking about praising someone, talking about looking at people, especially us who are teachers, who are counselors, uh, psychiatrists, uh, psychologists, or so, or, or if you are taking care of anybody, is what we want: is we want to shape strong character for the future and in this case just in this case what i'm talking about is not only children but basically everyone we want everyone to be strong to have this sense of self-confidence and you know a better self-esteem uh, am i correct yes <laughs> so now let's let's go into how fostering a positive learning environment through caregiver involvement shapes child's character for the future. So, well, we spoke about this before on another episode, the mindset, right? And I also spoke about this book by Dr. Carol Dweck, uh, The New Psychology of Success, which explores how caregivers... Uh, teachers and all praise and encouragement can influence a child's mindset promoting resilience growth and a willingness to embrace challenges so for example uh the school that i currently work at and the reason why i use the word currently is because maybe in the future i might choose somewhere else so where i currently work we have to have all homerooms have to have a uh, club and I always look at the PE teacher and the PE teacher of course is always doing something related to sports because he really likes sports so for the last I think uh three or four terms this teacher was doing uh, badminton and I always preferred tennis I like racket sports but I my favorite is tennis but in this case I really do enjoy badminton so um I, I was doing with uh two of my grade ones and, of course, it's difficult for them to hold the racket, how to hold it. Uh, they're still small. The racket, even though it's a badminton racket, it's not as heavy as a tennis racket. Still, it's difficult to hold it because it's a little bit long. And so today, it was so nice to me because I was saying, okay, let's focus on this kind of stroke. Let's think on only this stroke. And they couldn't couldn't do it, not even once. And one girl was able to do do it with me eight twenty 20-times rally. The other one was able to do it for six times. And when I was praising them, you could see that they were super motivated. And they just wanted, like, one more and more and more and more. And I was like, okay, hold it, hold it. <laughs> you need to go and drink some tea. I don't want you to get super tired. But, like, that kind of um, praise, that kind of little things, you know, that you know, going from zero to... Not to 100, but from 0 to a point five or even a 1. We should praise that because it's success. And it, it makes them feel good about themselves. It makes them feel, okay, I was for three whole classes, I wasn't able to do this, and now I I'm able to do it. You know, it's absolutely... Beautiful, and that's what we should focus on children. It's exactly what I was telling you about Mary, right? I'm sorry that Mary, that I'm mentioning you so many times, but um, with her goals with math, okay? She's not going to try and score a a perfect score, you know, get a a 10 out of 10 in this case, or just 100. You know, she's going to try and do 10% better, you know, realistic goals, realistic goals. So uh, how caregivers can help children build strong Character, uh, character traits. Um, okay, so let's discuss about this. Uh, this will serve them well in the future. These kind of traits. So one of the key aspects here is cultivating a growth mindset. Okay, just keep on going. You don't even, you don't need, you don't need the, uh, what are the words like the the fake positivist positivism and stuff like that. It's just like okay, uh, today too. Uh, one of my colleagues had hey, I'm not even practicing. It's just every week I'm doing badminton once and I can feel I'm getting better. You know, that kind of self-talk is incredibly uh, important. At the same time, it's just accepting your reality, but also seeing that you are improving. And the thing is, you don't have to practice hardcore to get better. It's, It's simple. The rule is simple. The more you do it, of course, you will get better. <laughs> That's just the way that it is. So consider this example. Imagine a child bring homes a test with a lower score than expected. So most likely what is going to happen, and I've seen a lot of caregivers do this, is, for example, when we have a test in grade one or a quiz in, in grade one, I ask the my students to self-reflect on their quiz. Then I write them a comment. I have them bring that home and ask their caregivers to write a comment back. So I've gotten messages from some caregivers saying, says, oh, you tried your best, but maybe next time you can get a perfect score. Or you try your best, and okay, I'm sad that you missed these two. You know, instead of being proud of, you know, they're doing something hard. They are doing something hard. So, you know, praising that is very important. Okay, so let's consider this lower score than expected. A caregiver with a growth mindset might respond by saying, I can see you work really hard on this. Let's figure out what we can learn from the mistakes and improve next time. So as you can see is there's no but, there's no however, even though we can put it in that sentence. I can see you work really hard on this, but let's figure out what we can learn from the mistakes and improve next time. That but in that however makes the next part of that sentence, you know, more important than, okay, I can see you work hard on this, you know, we can say something like that, or change it, let's figure out what we can learn from the mistakes and improve next time, but I can really see you work hard on this, you know, so it's like both, both, it depends how you speak, it depends on your uh, choosing, the order, choosing the proper order, is going to change how we feel about that thing. So this response is going to encourage the child to see challenges as opportunities for growth rather than focusing on the failures. And that's the thing that we tend to do a lot. You know, uh, when we make a mistake, we go over and over and over and over in our heads. It's like, why did I make that mistake? We just deal with it, you know? We can't go back. We can't predict the future. We just can see... What we're doing right now. Can we control it? No, because there's a lot of different outcomes as well. So obstacles in this journey might include uh, social pressure and comparisons. You know, this is something that it happened to me when I was a child and I'm sure it has happened to you as well uh, with your teachers and all just comparing you to others. So sometimes children can feel discouraged when they see peers excelling in certain areas. So what caregivers can do and teachers as well is can address this by fostering a sense of individuality and emphasizing personal progress over direct comparisons. You know, it's like I was talking about my PE teacher and he was saying how this kid was really good in sports and he w- he wishes that all of the other kids were like that. Well, I mean, that's not going to happen, right? The reason why is because we have our own personal traits. Yes, of course. A non-sporty person can become good at a sport. Yes, absolutely. But it will take that person double, triple, quadruple the amount of time that someone who was born with those uh, sporty traits, right? So let's foster that individuality that they're beautiful because of the way they are, but they can get better. And also emphasizing their personal progress over compare, comparing comparing. Uh, uh, Comparing them to other people. So the book Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth offers valuable insights in how to cultivate grit and resilience and and, and can help individuals overcome obstacles and achieve long-term goals or just achieve their own meaning of success, you know, rather than goals. We, we talked about it some, uh, maybe sometimes, you know, setting goals can be a little bit counterproductive for some. But yes, so resilience is the ability to overcome obstacles, even though, even if they come like super, super hard on you. Okay, so let's uh, keep going. And we're going to be moving on to building positive relationships and this is the last segment for this episode so building positive relationships and the, the the important thing here is how can we do this what does it mean positive does it really mean like i mentioned to you in other episode there's like a colleague of mine that you know whenever you you speak to this person this person tends to lower their voice. So what is going on? So, okay, so I think what is happening. So when you change that tone, people are going to become a bit more defensive Or kind of like, what is wrong with you? You're kind of looking down on me. And maybe the person doesn't realize that this is happening. And this person thinks that they're trying to build a positive relationship. But what is happening instead is more so, I am in a higher ground than you and maybe you're not really thinking about that but you are showcasing that by changing your tone in that kind of way when you're speaking to an adult but again we're all human we sometimes don't mean what we say to and it's quite hard so um positive communication does does not just impact academics It also builds essential life skills like empathy, teamwork and positive relationships. So this is so interesting. There is this student that I have um, in my classroom and it was my birthday on September 20th. So uh, happy birthday to me. And uh, a lot of my kids were super nice, you know, they, they wrote me letters, some of them uh, made some origami for me. And even after the days passed, they were still coming to me and saying, happy birthday, Mr. Hector, happy birthday. So it was it was really nice getting all of these things. So once one particular student makes something for me and says, Mr. Hector, uh, I love you. This is for you. And you can even take it home, you know, kind of like a magnet and put it on your on your fridge. So I was really happy, right? I didn't bring it home. I forgot. So the next day, uh, this student comes and kind of like secretly, you know, like a ninja takes it back. So I go, hey, 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 come back over here. It's like, what are you doing? And then this person was saying, well, I was thinking to myself and, you know, I, I want it back. And I go, what? But you made it for me, you know, and it made me really happy that you made something for me. You know, you wrote my name on it. You wrote all the things that you love. And, you know, uh, you list me as one of the things that you love. And it made me really happy. Now you're breaking my heart. You know, so I'm asking you, like, why do you want to take it away? And this student says, well, my mommy said. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Your mom is saying that, you know, you're going to take it. uh, You can take it away. something Something that you give to someone, you can take it away. And, and I'm like, can I send an email to your mom to just like double check? And I was like, oh, no, no, don't do that. I just want to take it away. So then I, um, I of course, I don't get upset. So I go, okay, um, I'm telling you that you taking it away is making me feel sad and it's hurting me because this is something that you made for me and that makes me really happy. So I'm going to ask you one more time. Uh, do you really want to take it away? And the student looks at me. <laughs> And the student says yes. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Okay, so you really don't care about my feelings. And the thing is, yes, this student didn't care about my feelings, and this student didn't hasn't been able to develop the skills of empathy. Um, the student is just going to stay for a while in my classroom because they they're not from Japan. They're from another country. But it makes me sad that uh, when I spoke to the parents about this. Uh, they were quite defensive and they didn't really say it, see it um, that way. But then when I spoke to both of them, I could see that where is it coming from. So positive, one more time, positive communication. And uh, uh, more than positive communication, connecting with, with your child or connecting with your students, it is going to impact academics. Um, so focusing on academics rather than building positive relationships it is going to affect academics but if you focus on um, building positive communication if we focus on building positive communication and positive relationship it is going to impact academics in a really positive way so recent studies including a 2021 article in the journal of applied school of uh, applied school psychology underline how children who experience Positive communication with caregivers, peers, and teachers tend to exhibit higher levels of pro social behavior and emotional intelligence. If you're interested in the study, is promoting positive peer relationships, the role of caregiver child communication. Um, so, <clears throat> sorry, let's explore how positive communication at home and in the classroom contributes. To um, building positive, re- positive relationships. Uh, an example here could be a child who faces difficulty in making friends. So, if you are a caregiver or you are a, a teacher, you definitely have noticed uh, some of these. <coughs> sorry, some of these kids. So, a caregiver who practices active listening can help by asking open-ended questions about the child's day, encouraging them to express their feelings. By doing so, the caregiver establishes a safe space for the child to open up about their experiences and ultimately leading to better communication and social skills. Obstacles in nurturing these relationships might include conflicts and or misunderstandings. So, caregivers can guide children on conflict resolution by teaching them empathy, active listening, and the importance of compromise. So, going back to this example of this student, this student didn't understand compromising didn't understand empathy didn't understand active listening so I tried to do lots and lots and lots of story times and speaking about feelings and how to deal with uh, stressors in life and all that you know but since this student and me we've only been together for three weeks I think it's not enough time to build a positive relationship build positive communication. Um, and, you know, it, it takes time to develop. It takes time to develop that kind of connection. And, of course, like I am a little bit sad that I'm not going to be able to continue working with this student because I would love to be together and work together. So it can have a long lasting impact. So right now I can see some of my students that are uh in grade five, and grade six, and when I talk to them, I can see that they still hold certain values. And, of course, it's not all about me. Is because the the way of teaching them how to do some introspection and being able to become self-aware of their actions, it has a massive, massive impact um, in the future. So as we wrap up, it is clear, I, I believe, the impact of caregivers, peers, and teachers on a child's learning journey. It's incredibly profound and far-reaching. Their support and positive, or our support, and positive communication not only improve academic performance, but also shape a child's emotional intelligence, character, and ability to build positive relationships. So, one obstacle that caregivers might face is, of course, nowadays, time constraints due to busy schedule. So balancing work, household responsibilities, and quality time with their children, it is incredibly challenging nowadays. However, even small moments of genuine connection, such as having dinner together, reading a bedtime story, can have a profound and lasting impact on a child's development. So you do have time. You do have five minutes. But... Do you have five minutes for yourself before you turn the key of your house and have a cool down? You know, it is very important that you take care of yourself as well. Do that. Take care of yourself because if you take care of yourself, it is in automatic. You will take care of others. So again, one more time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us in this enlightening exploration of the role of caregivers. remember, beautiful and dear listeners that whether you're a parent a teacher or a caregiver your words and actions have an have a huge impact they have the power to shape leaders thinkers empathetic individuals of tomorrow you know so thank you so much until next time so let's keep on nurturing those positive connections and keep fostering uh an environment where learning you know lives okay so see you next time and thank you so much Hello, hello and thank you so much again for all of the support. On next episode, we will talk about nurturing emotional intelligence in students. So, we're going to tackle some strategies for educators, caregivers or anyone who's interested in the field of education and psychology. So, up until next time and goodbye.